Network podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the executive director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I've got a special guest with me today. Um, this is a, a man that has been uh, just a regular guy, went through the journey and changed his life and uh, then started guiding other men on the journey and couples. And uh, and then uh, he's, he's a big part of what we're doing in this movie exploration that we're doing. So I want you all to meet Satch Oliver. Welcome, Satch. Hey, Brian. Thank you so much. Uh, looking forward to visiting with you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I want to have a little talk with you so they can get to know who you are and and also get your perspective on this movie thing that everyone's kind of wondering what in the world was going on with this movie thing. Um, so, Satch, tell, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, what you do for a living, about your family, and we'll talk about how you came about going through a journey group. And sure, sure. Well, my name's Satch. I'm a trial lawyer. I also have a cattle operation out in Heifel which joins the airport here in Northwest Arkansas. My wife, Cody, and I have been married for 17 years. We have two daughters, Risa and Reagan, ages 14 and 12. And we're just blessed beyond measure. I tell you, we, I just wake up every day and I can't believe I get to do this. Mm. And just give the glory to God and to just uh, have a good job, have a good home, have a wonderful wife and two girls. It's good. It's really good stuff. I grew up in a really small community in Viola, Arkansas, which is in north central Arkansas. If you take the Arkansas and Missouri border, split it in half and go south about 15, 20 minutes. That's where I grew up. Very rural. Town of a little over 300 people. I say uh, 299 since I left. (laughs) (laughs) Has anyone died since you (laughs) (laughs) left? Yeah. Uh, Good folks. Great place to be raised. It really is. Uh, I love it. My mom and dad still live there on a cattle operation. Mm. And my father's retired line foreman, built utility lines for almost 40 years for the local co-op. My mother was an elementary school teacher. She was my school teacher in the second, fourth, sixth grades, and then also like geography, special topics, even in junior high. Mm. So uh, came to Northwest Arkansas to go to law school in 2003 is what brought me to the northwest corner of the state, and that's where my wife is from. I actually had intentions of moving back and even had a house picked out between Viola, Arkansas, and Mountain Home near Lake Norfolk. But my wife absolutely said no to that. So she, we're staying in northwest Arkansas, and now I'm grateful for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So talk about how you ever came to know about this thing called The Journey. Sure. Well, my... I was going to United Methodist Church at the time in Elm Springs, just a cute cute little quaint church is what I would call it, very local. And the preacher, Dixon Platt, asked me to chair the vision team of the church. And when, when Pastor Dixon asked me to do that, he said, you know, I want you to think big, think future, think dreams for, and you get to build the committee uh, you get to go pick the members of the church to be on this vision team, but I want you to lead it. And that was at a time where I was I was seeking. I was trying to I was trying to figure out something's something's pulling me. 
And I, my answer to that was get more involved in church. Mm-hmm. That was kind of where I thought, okay, something. And I'll be honest, I did know it was God, but I didn't know it was God. Does that make a little bit of sense? Because mm-hmm. I felt being pulled, but I didn't know. And so I came up with in my own head, get more involved in church. Mm-hmm. And so this was one way that the pastor plugged me in. Well, I was so thankful that one of the members on that vision team was a gentleman named Phil Clark, who you know well, mm-hmm. who is now a dearest friend of mine, spiritual spiritual mentor of mine. And so Phil's on this vision team as well. So we had this first vision team meeting, and I just started diving into sidewalks and roofs and playgrounds and dreaming big and kind of a business structured meeting, my training. And Phil says, hey, Satch, do you think we ought to pray? <laughs> and of course, uh, that's a great idea, Phil. <laughs> so we said a prayer. Phil said a prayer over us. And we had a few meetings like that before Phil came to me and said, I think we might be going around, going about this vision for the church a little bit backwards. Of course, I was open to hearing what he had to say. And he said to me, what if we all worked on an individual relationship with Jesus Christ? And if members of this vision team were really in tune with the Holy Spirit, and then we all come together in sync with the Holy Spirit, maybe we'd have a little better luck with the vision of the church. Hmm. And that was a foreign concept to me. I'd never heard it before. And he gave me a book, Journey to the Inner Chamber by Rocky Fleming, when he gave me this idea. I said, I'll read the book. Uh, And I had a flight coming up to Boston to give a presentation to the American Association for Justice at the annual convention in Boston. And I was going to read this book Phil gave me on this flight. And I started reading that book on the airplane. and, And I was mesmerized. I felt like I was the narrator. Mm. Like so many people we now know that read that book have that feeling. Yeah. And the book called upon me in such a way that when I got to Boston and I got off the airplane and I got into the airport in Boston, I was I was into part two of the book and the part about Gabe that I couldn't go about my day. I sat down in Boston at the airport and finished the book. <laughs> And that was the first time ever that I felt this understanding and calling on what it meant to abide. Hmm. And I wanted to know more about an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And so a few days after that, I talked to Phil some more, and that's whenever we called you Mm -hmm. and we called Rocky. And we went to breakfast. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the first time, the speed of the first. So the Phil planted the seed, the book pulled me in, the book introduced me to, to you and Rocky. And then I started learning a new language, is what it felt like. Mm. About, wow, you can have an intimate relationship here on earth with Jesus Christ. Yes, you can. And as a matter of fact, there's a playbook <laughs> for it. It's called John 15, <clears throat> right here in the Bible. Mm. And, and all we got to do is follow this playbook. And so I started reading that playbook a little bit differently with a different set of eyes. 
And then Phil and I decided to start our do a, do a journey group in our church. And we were so successful in our campaign that other than the two of us, we had two other people sign up. <laughs> <laughs> so there were four of us. Yeah, when you tell people we're going to go on a nine-month journey to have intimacy with Christ, people, some people don't under, even understand what you're talking about. <laughs> well, that's right. We we were we were so excited. I'd say God God gave us momentum and excitement, and we were kind of shouting from the mountaintops about doing this journey group. We were a little deflated whenever only two people signed up, and I, I completely believe this was Holy Spirit driven, but. Phil and I, I believe, went to go get our materials up here at the office. Mm -hmm. And we had just gotten those materials from you, the little box with all the fun stuff in there for your journey group. Uh -huh. And we were leaned up on the back of Phil's truck in, in the influencer's office parking lot discussing whether or not we should move forward with this first journey group because there were only four of us, us included. Yeah. When Rocky pulls up, in his truck in the parking spot right beside us. And we'd met Rocky one time for breakfast. So he gets out of the truck and he, I could tell he's trying to figure out in his Rolodex who, who we were. Yes, that's right. Uh -huh. And he leaned up on the tailgate with us and said, what's going on? You guys look like you're thinking. <laughs> and Phil and I shared with Rocky how we'd done all this work. We'd shouted from the mountaintops. We were so excited that only two people signed up. We were considering not moving forward at this time with our first journey group. And Rocky didn't say many words, but the words that you know well were very meaningful. And he said, start small, pray big, go deep. And it may be in a different order than that. Pray big, <laughs> start small, go deep. Yeah. But when he said that, Phil and I looked at each other and that was what we needed to hear and God communicated that to us through Rocky is how we felt. Hmm. So we left there committed to do it. And I, I'll tell you what, I'm so glad that we did because the four of us went through that journey. We followed the DNA very succinctly, just very, very the right questions, the right timing every two weeks. We did it by the book, right? Because no one had ever been through the journey, right? That's right. Phil, I don't, Phil, even, I don't even remember how Phil came about it. He had neither. Yeah, he had neither. Yeah. We all four were first timers. So we very much stuck to what we call the DNA. Mm -hmm. And it changed my life. I think it changed all four of our lives. And uh, it's also very interesting. One of those four was a, a, a wonderful woman named Sandy. Mm -hmm. So it was three men and one woman that God brought together in this unique uh, relationship to draw in. And so it, it was it was going through the journey in, in that first nine months where was the very first time in my life that I feel the process of transformation. And I wasn't all the way transformed, as you've heard my full story, mm -hmm. because it's, it wasn't just a snap of the fingers uh, for me. And it's still a lot of growth there, but that was where I, I would say I felt like God got a hold of me and started pulling me to his son Christ mm. through that first journey group and started revealing and peeling back the layers of my heart and so revealing with me. And I had, I had a lot of baggage, like I think a lot of us do, mm -hmm. that, that uh, God was saying, we gotta stop, slow down and deal with those things. 
where I kind of want to just kind of fast forward to it and say, no, I just want to go straight to the inner chamber. Mm. God said, no, it's, it's a slower process than that. And if we don't stop and deal with some of this past and forgiveness, then then there's a process here. And so it, it took me more than one journey group to what I would say, feel the full transformation of an abiding relationship with Christ. Mm. But that first one, it was beautiful. And it's, as, as you know, we've talked about it. It's gone on to do, we've done, I think seven, seven in total or something mm. like about that. Yeah. You, yeah. You've led multiple men's groups, you and Phil, and uh, it's multiplied. And, and did you do a couple's journey group one time? We, we did a couple's journey group, which was, was, it was very challenging. I want to, it was uh, great. It, the dynamics change, which make it, made it invigorating if, uh-huh. because it, Scripture took on a little different meaning when, whenever I was reading it by myself or reading it with another man versus reading that Scripture and journaling over it with my wife or another couple. Uh-huh. And so it, I think it made it more rich and brought a different perspective to it. It was more challenging, though, uh, than because at the end of the day, men and women think a lot, of di- think a lot differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <clears throat> it was awesome. And I'm actually getting the nudge and the feeling to do that again in mm-hmm. the near future as I've been praying about what God want, want us to do and what type of journey group to do. And I've been getting that feeling about that that challenge of a, another couple's journey group, which I know you you just finished one, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a great. Yeah. I think we've done seven couples groups, my wife and I. And this, this season, she's doing a women's. I'm doing a men's. We're taking a break from the couples. But we love the couples group because yeah. I do so much stuff with men and all that. And I love having my wife part of it, you know, and so it's really cool to, I want her, you know, that way we, we get to go home after journey group and talk about all the stories of things that are happening with the couples and, and even stuff that he's doing in us, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. So, well, what are there any, um, a couple of the big things you think that God's done in your life in the last, however many years it's been since you, can you think of a couple big things he's done in your life, in your spiritual life or, or otherwise? Sure. I had, I think really through the journey and abiding, I think one of the biggest thing is, is, is what forgiveness is like Mm -hmm. and that forgiveness is a process and that process is in the scriptures and it's really about Have I taken the steps to truly recognize my sin, put it out there to repent and and seek and receive God's forgiveness? Hmm. And what I've learned is as a part of that process is that I've got to forgive myself. Yeah. And that not forgiving myself is actually a... Lack of faith. Mm. It, it's it's as if when if I truly believe that God has forgiven me and that He for it's it's gone now that past sin, but yet I'm not forgiven myself. I'm not all in with Jesus. And so, I will tell you that one of the big revealing moments for me in the journey, and where I felt 
I felt the blood of Christ falling over my face. Hmm. Is some some stuff I call bad stuff in my past that I've been asking in in prayers for for years and years and years, repetitiously asking God to forgive me. Would you forgive me? Would you forgive me? Would you forgive me? And as I've shared in my testimony, that I I, I finally kind of reached a point where I thought, okay, I think God's forgiven me for this. And God says to me through prayer and journaling, but you haven't forgiven yourself. This was in between my first journey group and my second journey group, by the way, Brian, where this this forgiveness transformation was occurring. And I'm journaling on it, and it's just eating me up in a positive way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's bothering me, but I'm I'm intrigued by this how I can have such an intimate relationship and conversation with Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah. was pulling me in. Yeah. And I'm getting answers. And so as I'm journaling about this, well, how do I forgive myself for these these past bad things that I'd done? And it was in a quiet time in my office when I was journaling scripture and seeking the steps of forgiveness and how to forgive myself, where God says, You've kept this from your wife for many years. This bad stuff you're seeking forgiveness from yourself for um, that I've already forgiven you for, you've never shared with your wife. And in, and I believe God told me as a part of the process for me to be able to forgive myself and to go on into the inner chamber with him, I needed to tell my wife about it. And so, of course, I said, you're crazy, God. (laughs) (laughs) So what? (laughs) Yeah. I remember just like, no, I've got to be hearing this whisper from the Holy Spirit wrong. Right? (laughs) Yeah. So it took several months of praying over that before it became very, very certain on me Mm. that God was placing that. This is a step I must take. So then I actually started praying over how to do that. And it took me about six months to uh, get to a place of prayer where I remember I shared with my wife this past sin, the story of version of what I just shared with you. And uh, with the grace and forgiveness and mercy of Jesus Christ, my wife just instantly embraced me and, and forgave me. And I'll tell you that it was all in this rush of emotion that in that process is where I really believe for the first time is I, I felt the blood of Christ falling mm. over my face. Mm. That that I was all in for the first time in, in what this faith. And it, that's kind of where, that is where the doors open to the inner chamber for me. Because mm. I was all in and personal abandonment an absolute trust, because I had gone through in that personal abandonment, all these scenarios, that, What if, your imagination goes crazy. What if she gets mad at me for saying, telling her about these stuff that I had done 10 years, more than that years ago? What about this bad stuff that I had done? Is she gonna leave me? You know, and we have, we have everything you want on this world checklist, right? Yeah. And I thought I was putting those things at, at risk and God just said, you gotta trust me. And so I sure am glad. So whenever I got to that point of personal abandonment, absolute trust, shared that with my wife, she instantly forgave me. Mm. And God's forgiveness and the ability to forgive myself fell upon me mm. is when I, I first felt that feeling of the door open to go and walk in and be with Jesus. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, and that's really kind of what we talk about in the journey is 
there's an invitation. He's inviting us into that inner chamber, into an abiding relationship. But there's hindrances. Mm -hmm. There's hindrances that are blocking. It could be sin or it could be something else. But there's things that get in the way. And then once you clear the decks like you did, he's just there with his arms wide open waiting on you. So <laughs> I know and he's also so kind about it because yeah. here on this world, if you go through that, you'd be on the other end. Somebody saying, I told you so. <laughs> yeah. And instead, right. God just gobbles you up with love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't it great? Oh. It's just great. That's beautiful. Well, man, thanks for sharing that. I, you know, I never get tired of hearing the stories of what God does in every journey group. There's always some stories like that, which is amazing. So, well, let's talk a little bit about this movie thing. So, um, you all need to know that Satch is uh, the chair of this uh, committee that the board wanted to form called Journey Productions. And uh, at first we called ourselves the Little Rascals because we, 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 are we official or not? You know, so, uh, but now we're official, uh, even legally official and all that. So, uh, Journey Productions LLC, and uh, there's also a little LLC called Journey Feature Films, which we might explain to them why we had to do that. But uh, but Satch uh, was asked to be the chair of this committee, so you've been in it from pretty much the beginning when we started praying through and talking about this. So so what would you, if you just had to give them a quick update on, on where we are and what, what you think they need to know about where we are, what would you say? Well, one, I would say that God's doing amazing things through influencers in this movie. Because what started out as a thought and a conversation, or maybe even a dream, God is what I call is put fuel behind it. Mm -hmm. He's empowered us and motivated us. We've been on our knees in prayer. We've been praying over open doors and closed doors. That's right. And it seems like God has closed some doors as well as opened other doors. And the more time that when I say we, we've got a, a, a committee, a group of us working on this movie project for influencers and trying to follow uh, our mission of more folks having intimate abiding relationship with Jesus Christ. That's right. It seems, it feels like more clarity is being given on the project. Mm -hmm. And so we're starting to see some momentum now with this book that I think everyone listening to this has probably either read or knows about. And, and how are we going to take that storyline of finding your gate, being open to seeking Jesus Christ? Mm -hmm and put it in a movie that can reach the masses. I mean, that's really what we're looking at doing. And we've had some doors open recently with some producers mm -hmm. that have script writers that have the potential, the knowledge, the resources, the heart, more importantly. And that's what Rocky keeps talking about. Oh, yeah. That is really, you know, what's awesome is what, that's what Rocky's influence, like Gabe's influence on me, on you, on others is when you're around someone that close to Christ, it rubs off on you. Mm -hmm. And so the first time Rocky, whenever we were interviewing people or script writers or producers, and, and I'm wanting to talk about business. Here, a reoccurring theme here in this story, <laughs> folks. Right? I'm ready to talk about business. I'm going to talk about your resume. And Rocky stops me, and he wants to talk about your soul. Mm -hmm. How's your heart? So when we're interviewing these folks, can can they play a role in this movie? And Rocky does that at first. I'm like, well, we got we only have an hour here. You know, I've got an hour here, business. And now, through transformation in his leadership and his discipleship, I'm now starting to see wow and feel how important it is that everyone lines up with this movie that they got the right heart for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think I think the other side of that is Rocky wants them to know our heart. 
That's he, right. he thinks it's important for them to know where we're coming from and what our heart is. And and yeah, we we had some meetings, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. You and I were part of, and uh, it kind of it really surprised those guys. I think they thought we were different. I mean, they they told us they said they they'd met with other nonprofits and other business guys who wanted to make movies, and they said there was something refreshingly different about us that. They, they thought, you, I think you guys actually do believe this abiding thing that you talk about. You actually live it. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, Amen. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was it was really cool for them to hear them say that. Um, yeah. So we're, we're in the point now where we're trying to work out the story. We've learned a lot about movie making, you know, and we've still got a lot of left to learn. But and we're not we're not going to do this on our own. We're going to be hiring some quality people who know what they're doing. But we're in the story development phase and it's not easy to adapt a book to the to a screen and all that. And until you have that, you can't even build a budget for the movie. So we don't know exactly how much money we need to raise until that all is done. We know it's a lot of money. We, we know it, we know it costs a lot of money. We know it's millions and millions of dollars. I mean, we know that Jesus Revolution cost fourteen million dollars to make, and that, to in our estimation, that was a quality, well done Christian movie. You know, so we aspire to have something on that quality level, right? So we know it's probably going to cost in the neighborhood of fifteen million dollars, and and you know. Depending on how the story comes out, we may have to build a, a set that's got a castle and a refugee camp and, you know, all that part one of the, the book, which that gets very expensive quick, you know. So so what do you what do you think about all that? I mean, we're, we haven't really put the ask out there yet to for people to donate, but we we're building the mechanisms for that. Right. So you want to tell them about that real quick? Sure. Well, first, we just had to create the, the legal structures that allowed us to receive donations to the movie as well as investments from the investor side from the movie and so that those funds can funnel into the making of a Jesus Christ movie and then if there are and I hope there are knock on wood a profit of some sort that 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 overflow of of funds can then flow back to a nonprofit for the purposes of influencers ministry mm-hmm. all giving it back to the lord yeah so the, the legal side of that's a little bit boring, quite frankly, but we had to set these entities up. And that's why you've got Journey Productions, LLC, Journey Feature mm-hmm. Films, LLC. But I, I tell you, I, I've been learning how to pray bigger through this and mm-hmm. been reading some books. We've been talking about the circle maker, yeah, drawing circles of prayer around this movie and this project and, and then being specific on our needs. So I'll share with you in my private time, man, I've been I've been praying for three million dollars in donations and twelve million dollars from investors. I hope God laughs at me and it's all donations. Yeah. Right. I don't know what God's doing, but I've been like, okay, here's what I think we need. God, is this what we need? And then praying over that donations come in, that that investors step up to make this movie, and that while we do hope there is a rate of return. We hope that everyone's hearts, the rate of return, are people getting that opportunity for an inviting relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we even if people do invest in, in the movie, and most movies are funded by investors. That's mm-hmm. the typical way you fund a movie is with investors who are expecting a rate of return. But, but we're praying that if anyone does invest, they're influencers. They're people who are part of our mission. They're part of our ministry. So it's not about the money for them. It's about... It's about the mission, you know, and uh, I would say on the donation side, uh, we have a good model in The Chosen because it was crowdfunded. You know, hundreds of thousands of people made a donation to make that thing go. And so they all were part of it, you know, and so we're hoping influencers everywhere want to kind of crowdfund this or Rocky says prayer fund this thing, you know, um, with a small donation or a big donation, whatever, 
That's right. I will tell you, that was something that was very passionate about our our film group, uh, Journey Feature Films, is that every influencer in America, everybody, not in America, that was selling ourselves short across the world because mm-hmm. we're international, the, organiz- the ministry is, mm-hmm. can participate in this movie with $1, $10, $100, $500, uh, millions of dollars. Right. It's, it's where are you? And do you want to participate in this? What I would say, we're at a point now that if someone is praying over the making of this movie and turning Journey to the Inner Chamber into a movie and feel compelled to make a donation, it's time to call you. It's time to yeah. call the office. It's yeah. time to reach out to me or Rocky or, or any one of us and say, I've been praying over it. I'll tell you, I'm praying. My wife and I have been praying over it. Mm-hmm. And we've been on our knees praying over, you know, what kind of donation, tithe, what we call it, but whatever it is. Uh, what kind of donation do do we want to make in praying over that timing? Mm-hmm. And I just ask it, if everyone would, would join us in that prayer for, for you individually, for you and your family individually. And if you're in that prayer and uh, you feel called in some way to participate, whatever way you want to participate, we will receive it with thank with thanks. That's right. That's right. And we have it. We already have it set up on our giving page. If you go to the influencers.org and go to the giving page, there's a button you can press journey productions and you can give to this already. Awesome. It's already, it's already set up. Easy. So yeah, it's easy. It's through PayPal or whatever. And so, uh, yeah, so you can give a, as little or as much as you want to give. You can even do it monthly or whatever. So, uh, we, uh, we're moving down the, down the road. So, uh, so we, we know that, uh, it's going to be a long journey. We, they say it takes a couple of years to make a movie, but uh, but they even the people we met with last week they thought we're doing everything the right way. We're put, I mean, they were pretty impressed that we'd done some of our homework and and are moving in the right direction. So, anything else that we need to t- share with them about the movie? You think? The only thing I'd say is if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're probably intrigued a little bit, we'd ask you to specifically pray over this movie, over its mission to bring others into an abiding relationship with Christ. Pray over the funding. Pray over producers. Pray over actors. And you know what? Let's pray this all the way through to the, those who will be watching it one, two, or three years from now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and again, we're doing this not to make money. Uh, we're doing this to expose more people to this process called the journey that will help people find that transformation you were talking about at the beginning of this podcast. And there's millions of people out there who have no clue what an abiding relationship with Christ is like. And we want to help those people. And so we think this is going to help us go everywhere God wants to take us, you know? So, so that's our, that's our biggest prayer. And we're working on the follow-up and what that might look like, how to get people to journey groups, how to get people to churches uh, in their city who don't know how to lead journey groups, all that. So we're, we're working on all that. That's that's as much as anything else that we're working on. So, all right. Well, thanks, Etch. Uh, thanks for your leadership, uh, your faith. Uh, love having you on this team. And it's been fun, actually. So uh, Same here. Appreciate Thank you, you man. for this time. You bet. You bet. Well, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. My guest was Satch Oliver. He's a Northwest Arkansas influencer who's serving on the, the Journey Productions movie team as well. So uh, 
Thank you, Satch. Uh, yeah, go to our website, influencers.org, and there's there's information uh, on everything that we do in our ministry. And uh, if you go into our resources and blog, you can see a few blogs we've written about the movie. And there's actually a other podcasts that when I interviewed Rocky and we were talking about the movie too. So you can learn more on on our website as well. So and if you'd like to give, like we said, go to the giving page, and and we would gratefully uh, receive any donations somebody want to do to to support this project. So anyway, my name is Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, and I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.